When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. I am delighted today to have our guest with us, Cami Baker. She is the author of Mingle to Millions, and her story is just really compelling. And so we're going to dig in deep today into Cami's background and about all the ceilings that she's broken through in her life. And I'm sure we won't get to all of them, but we're going to get to some very poignant ones that will help you in your decision making as you're going through this process of being significant, perhaps going into or success going into the significant part of your life, making an impact on people and yourself and your family. So let me take this moment to introduce you. She is the an HGTV house hunter veteran. She was in the top 5% of realtors and mentored by the best in the real estate industry. Cammie has leveraged her creative and innovative ways of seeing opportunity since she was a child. And she's going to tell us about that. I'm not going to make that a spoiler right now, Cammie. <laughs> That's like going to a commercial. We'll tell you about that in a moment. <laughs> Fast forward 40 years and she's led and her lead generating mindset has gotten her in success with Home Magazine, hosting a TV show, being a radio personality, and speaking to hundreds of times audiences from 10 to 30,000. Her primary focus is assisting real estate professionals to meet and mingle with their ideal clients, recruit top talent and build brand awareness and loyalty through social responsibility. And she's going to talk a little bit about that as well. So welcome, Cammie. So happy to have you on this show. Well, you know, we hit it off right off the bat. So we're spending some time together. It's awesome. We are. We are. It'll be really interesting for us to actually see each other at some point and be standing next to each other, you know, and figuring out who's taller, who's shorter. You know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, because, you know, it's just all relative on video and, you know, over audio. So let's get started with a little bit about your past. I want to really go back to, I'm going to ask you a question and then this will kind of guide us where we'll go, which is, you know, so thinking about, a time in your life, you know, in your early life when it was interesting or was challenging for you, you know, what do you think that time was or share with us that time that you feel has really shaped who you are today? You know what? I'm going to go way back to my childhood and I'm going to say that depending on your beliefs about where things start, I have heard that children, even before they're born, even when they're in their mother's womb, they can feel what's going on with their mom and they know the energy, et cetera. And the fact is I was born, I was um, adopted. And so I knew before I was even born that I was being given away. 
Wow. And I have spent most of my life proving myself because I've felt like if I could prove to you how good I am, you'd keep me around. Mm. And that has played out many, many times, including when my mother and my, my father who adopted me, he died when I was six years old. That was just another experience of kind of being abandoned or given away or feeling like, wow, if I had proved myself even more, he wouldn't have left. He would say. Right. So I think that's kind of not of a fun place, but a, but a really serious place to start is when you had something happen in your life that makes you feel like you have to prove yourself all the time. It can be one of the best tools because I've proved myself enough to get on HGTV and in-house hunters and all these different things, but it's also kept me very separate and away from people most of my life. Yeah. And I definitely can empathize with that, you know, knowing my story. And I just saw a quote that said, stop proving, start living. Mm. And I just saw it a couple of weeks ago and thought, well, where was that? <laughs> where was that way back when I was proving to everybody, you know? I don't think we would have seen it. I don't think we would have yeah. heard it. Yeah, you, we may have, to, have had been in the right time. So how do you think that shaped you now in your, you know, in what you're doing? And of course, we'll get to a little bit more about what you're doing, but how do you think that that shaped your life? Well, it has shaped it in so many ways. As a matter of fact, three months ago, I went back and redid Landmark Education. And when I was going through that process, talking about different things in my life, moving forward with a stepfather and different things that I've, I've just always been on this path of, I don't need you. I can do it myself and prove to you how smart I am. And in so many ways from getting on stages to different relationships personally that I've had to shifting careers and becoming a speaker, it's been great that I've been able to prove myself and get on those stages and get those clients but it's kept me very distant in that now that I'm almost 52, I feel like I'm tired. I'm tired of proving myself. and I'm tired of showing people that I don't need them. I want to need people and I want yeah. to feel like they need me as much as I need them. I've, I feel like I've grown and matured enough that I want to put that independent driving woman, I want to put that down and I want to soften up and, and be more yeah. Playful, joyous, and loving. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, and I know that that's part of your transition that you're experiencing right now. And, you know, what I love about bringing guests on the show is that some guests are just pondering this transition. Others are in the midst of it and others have come out on the other side. And, and so for you, you're sort of in this transition right now. So share with everyone, you know, about your six, the success part of your business or your life. And, and then we'll start talking about how that transition is now transitioning into some of the impactful things that you're doing. Oh, well, I always feel like I want to, to take a step back and talk about, you know, how one of the transitions that I made early on at the very beginning of my career was transitioning from being an alcoholic mm-hmm. to getting sober. And stepping into that sobriety was such a huge transformation that it does seem like so many times so much other stuff doesn't even compare. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, going from being an alcoholic and suicidal to going into real estate and getting a mentor right off the bat that was so supportive and so successful and really taught me from day one how to prospect, how to lead generate and, and, and how to get a lot of business and then stepping from that into another career. You know, one of the things I've noticed, Jen, is in the three different careers that I've had that have been successful I started out working with someone else or for someone else or in partnership with someone else and them teaching me 
and then doing it myself. And so yeah, I think yeah. that's, that's something really important for our listeners to hear. You know, if there's something that you want to do, mortgage, real estate, network marketing, being a mother, like anything that you want to really step into and own, find someone who's done it and been successful at it and partner with them, kind of like how people partner with you to launch their their business and success. Yeah, and I think that's really important too. I think you bring up a good point, you know, in my seven strategies to break through your mindset for your business, one of the strategies is to really take a close look at, you know, who you are surrounding yourself with, who is your circle of trust and your mentors, because your mentors change the need for them changes. And it's kind of like, you know, climbing a ladder and you can't be at the top of the ladder with the same people holding onto the bottom, right? And, you know, so maybe you're a mentor for someone is as a successful realtor, for your example, right? You were a mentor later for someone else, but those, that mentor that you had originally is probably not the mentor that you're moving forward with because now you have another plan, you know? And I think it's really important to you for you to be constantly assessing who your mentors are as you're making that transition. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's great. So you decided, you know, you've had this a successful 18-year career in real estate and you do something really neat, you know, that's impactful. And we'll talk about that charity component here in a moment. But, you know, you started to make this transition. So what really you know, triggered this transition that said, you know, I, I've been doing real estate. I, you know, was an alcoholic. I'm a, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I'm not going to prove to anybody anymore. And now this is where the name of this podcast is, is like, what's my life going to be like after breaking through all these ceilings? I've broken through those. Now what? What's going to happen? So tell us about your thought patterns as you went through the transition of moving into a coach and speaker where you're at now. Well, you know, when I was deciding to put down being, put the career down of being a real estate agent and step into coaching and mentoring and speaking, there was actually, again, a different mentor that was in my life, uh, Mm -hmm. actually Emerald Peaceful Greenforest. When she was in my life, I was in that place where do I want to hang on to something that's been so financially lucrative? It's taken very good care of me and my daughter. Do I want to keep doing that? But my heart's not in it. Right. Or do I want to let go of that security and mm. step into what I feel like I'm being called forth to do? And once again, I hired a mentor to help me make that transition because, you know, they can see things that we just can't see. Like the, the forest, the forest is so thick. My tree is right here. Right. Somebody to help me see around it. And yeah. so it was hiring her that helped me to make that energy shift in myself so that I could step into becoming a mentor. And, you know, over the years, having done HGTV and gotten on all the stages and all that, I feel like now my calling really is, is to help so many others to step up and shine. You know, to your point, you know, you get mentoring and then you step into being a mentor. And sometimes the things that you think you're being mentored for at the time, you find out years later, wait a minute, that was great for real estate. And I learned about scripting and I learned about body language and tonality. And I learned about all these things and it was great for that. But wow, it's even more useful now. It's even more impactful now. Yeah. And I think we do carry, you know, what we've learned from one to another. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Okay. So you made the transition and, you know, you said, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm cutting off this side and I'm now going to go in this direction. What were some of the fears that you had as you approached that? Yes. Some of the same fears that everybody has, you know, what if people hire me and I can't produce? Mm -hmm. What if they liked me as Remax or Century 21 or that network marketing company? you know, and their contracts and their material, what if what I'm creating people won't resonate with? What if they don't like it? Imposter syndrome is right, right. (laughs) You know, what if I can't pay my bills? Mm -hmm. What if I do it and I fail 
and people make fun of me. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the biggest things that I've been able, that's helped me and that I help others to do, don't be so worried about what other people think. Yeah. You know, really, you know, step into knowing that there's a lot of people that you're here to serve. And if you're worried about listening to what other people think, now, don't get me wrong. I, I get advice. I get mentorship from people like yourself and others who've been places that I haven't been yet, but really take a look at where are you getting your information? Like, who are you getting that mentorship or that advice from? So when I say I don't, I try to not think about what people think, it depends on who it is. But ultimately, I'm here to serve a lot of people. And I just really want to own that and help other people do it too. Yeah. And I think, you know, just for clarification here, because I know you enough to know that that there's a part of this that I just want to, you know, shine a light on, which is that, you know, as we're going through these transitions, because I too have done a very similar transition as, you know, our listeners know. And, you know, is it that the thought of, yes, we're thinking about what if I fail? Can I make my, you know, pay my bills? Can I really, you know, not be an imposter? Am I really good at this, you know, as much as I think I am? I think it's important to surround ourselves with others that are going through the same thing, hence the reason for this podcast, (laughs) to help people realize that you're not doing this alone. A lot of people are going through these transitions, have just come back, you know, come out on the other side and have lessons they can teach us, can hold our hand as we're both going through something at the same time, right? And can give us the nudge that we need to actually take that that leap of faith. And I know that you, as you were thinking through those, you were also surrounding yourself with people realizing that you weren't doing this alone and and you're not the only person who's trying to do it, correct? Well, as you know, one of the things that I would say to your listeners is change your playgrounds and your playmates. Like, you know, who are you surrounding yourself with? If you're wanting to step into being a real estate agent that has 100 transactions a year, don't talk to the ones that are doing five deals a year. Like, Find the ones who are doing that which you're wanting to do and change who you're listening to. That's why people should be listening to your podcast because, you know, garbage in, garbage out, good in, good out. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt about it. Okay. So you made the transition. How long ago did you make this transition? Well, I transitioned out of real estate probably six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my book came out about three years ago. And then I had a little bit of a hiccup in there where I got into a personal relationship with someone who uh, was a narcissist and absolutely needed 100% of my attention. I put my book down. I put my business down and was helping him with his business for about a year. But then I came back into it two years ago. And, you know, I'm really proud of that. When, when people say, well, you know, sure, you can do it. You've got the book. You've, you've got the history. You've got the longevity. Well, you know, we all have our mountains and our valleys in different directions that we've gone right. in. So for me to totally reposition, re-step into being a speaker and an author and a coach and all these things about two years ago, um, just goes to show if I can, my very first year, 103,000, my first year with no inventory, no employees, right. no nothing, just starting out. And so I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. To be able to have a six figure, you know, income in the first, you know, full year. That's fantastic. So now you've come out, you've come out on the other side, right? You're on the other side and you're saying, okay, so now, you know, life is just life. I'm trying to make a living. I'm trying to do things, you know, you've had some lessons and I want to hear, you know, some lessons learned because I know you probably went down a couple paths and then had to rewind and, you know, thought you could trust somebody and couldn't. That's part of, you know, doing the transition and becoming, you know, an independent entrepreneur. So t- 
tell us a little bit about, about that, and then we will transition into what are you doing to make a significant impact on people's lives? I was just interviewed a couple of weeks ago on a podcast called uh, Vulnerable to Valuable and talking about that whole transition with that Mm -hmm. personal relationship. And so nothing is a failure. Nothing is a bad relationship or a bad situation as long as you learn from it. And what I really learned from that was to really appreciate my freedom, really appreciate my ability to go out and mingle with anyone and everyone that I want to meet and mingle with. Like we all have the blessed gift in the United States of America of really reinventing ourselves, rebranding, recreating ourselves anywhere. And there's never been an easier time than now with Mm -hmm. the internet and like, you know, people can become famous literally overnight with the right YouTube video. So, you know, you can really rebrand yourself. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And so it's important to learn, you know, lessons as you're going through them. So now, you know, part of of your uh, decision to do this transition was make an impact. And I'm always someone who says, you know, I think that we learn and then we earn and then we get to the point in our lives where we want to return, right? And, you know, so we spend so much time earning. And as Bill Cosby used to say it too, you know, on his uh, show, himself, called himself, Bill Cosby himself, he said, you know, his parents, these are the same people that were, you know, so mean to him and they, you know, they're wonderful to his grandkids. And he said, these people are just now trying to get to heaven, right? And I think what happens is that we do that too. We go, oh, you know, we've worked so hard and we've been very successful, but now ah, it's just not enough. There's got to be more to this. There's got to be more to life. And, you know, helping people is definitely, you know, the part of it, right? And you, in your case, you're helping other Real, ter- real estate agents to be successful in a compressed period of time, you know, and learn from your failures and your lessons. So what is it that you're trying to make an impact on globally? Um, and I don't mean around the world. I'm just saying your global impact on not just making money and having a successful business, but what are some other pieces that you're trying to do to instill in the clients that you work with? Well, you know, not only do I want to make an impact, but just when there's a lot of experience and you see thousands and thousands of people making the same mistakes mm-hmm. over and over and you know you know there's a better way you know yeah. I always think about the, the movie the Poseidon Adventure when the, the ship's upside down and the guy says come this way come mm-hmm. this way and, and they're all marching down the hall and you know they're going to their death and you want right. to say no come with me so my total collaboration and my gift to the world my contribution by 2025 I want to be the catalyst that helps people to shift from sponsorship to collaboration. And through all of that, helping people to really understand how to partner for-profit and non-profit so that social responsibility is part of their business development. And when I say make the shift from sponsorship to collaboration, like if there's a real estate agent that's listening to this and you think to yourself, well, gosh, I go to all these networking events and I sponsor events and I sit on boards for nonprofits and I run my own networking event. I'm doing all the things that they've taught me to do, but you're just not getting where you want to go. You know, hey, how about having a little bit of a shift in thinking How about if you really think about who are your ideal clients, who are your ideal collaboration partners, where are they, and how can you bridge the humanity gap and get out and build those collaborations so that those businesses are making a lot of money with you and you're getting in front of the ideal clients. So I really feel like my contribution to the world is helping people to see, not just people, but real estate people, step into, wow, there's a certain set of people that I'm here to serve. And instead of just networking and paying money for, you know, postcards and advertising or doing open houses, (laughs) how can I actually collaborate 
with the other businesses in my area so that we are all raised to a higher level. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, so I know that there's a big charity component in there for you, you know, in that collaboration is to not just because if someone's listening and not heard your whole story, which they're about ready to, so hang in there, you know, is it's not just about collaboration, you know, to, I've always felt it like this, is that a lot of us are in one, you know, I'm in a boat and I've got one oar and I'm spinning around in a circle and someone else is in an, another boat with an oar and they're spinning around in a circle. And once in a while we hit, right? We're all networking and whatnot and we hit and a fish flops back and forth and we say, oh my gosh, that was great. Let's do business together again. And we go, okay, that sounds good. And we go back in our little oars and we're spinning around circles. Rather than that, getting in instead, let's get into the boat together. Let's both use the oar and let's go to a common goal. And your suggestion here is that yes, we do that. But the charitable component that is involved in this, I think, is really what makes it most powerful. And so I'd like to know where this came in. Is there a charitable situation that you've had in your, and and I'm not pulling strings, so if you don't, or straws or any of that, you know, if you don't have one, that's fine. But what made you bring that charitable component in? Where in your heart were you when you said, let's not only get in the boat together, but gosh, what if we could help other people? You know, I'm glad that you ask it that way because when I first stepped into this, it really was from a place of strategy, business strategy. It wasn't really from a place of heart-centeredness, but I learned that over the way. So when I was a real estate agent, I got my dream car, 64 and a half Mustang convertible. When I bought that car, I knew that everybody from six years old to 60 would turn their head and look at that car. So I knew that I was going to put camibaker.com at the time I was with Remax. And I put that all over the car because I knew people would see it. And the very first year that I had the car, I ran a car show. And the first car show that I did, 50 people showed up, 50 antique cars. They all had $20. They're ready to register for the car show. Totally ignorant, really green, had never run a car show, didn't know what I was doing. And the woman that was helping me said, why aren't we taking their money? And I said, because we're not doing this to make a couple hundred bucks. We're here to promote the business. But it really made me think, Jen, wow, 50 people times $20, do the math. Somebody could use that money. And when I asked around, I found a place called the Live and Let Live Farm that rescued horses. And they were local to my area. Most people knew who they were. So in that collaboration... In the beginning, I thought, well, you know, I'll give them the money. That's nice. But over seven years, it really developed into me going to the farm and learning what they do and appreciating who they were and all the horses that they saved. So I really learned about the charitable part of that, that my money was, our money was going to something beautiful. And I also noticed that when I was out talking to people, if I was at a networking event, somebody said, hey, what do you do? 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 (laughs) Oh, I'm a real estate agent. Sure would love your referral. So what? There's eight others in the room. Right. I learned to say, I'm so glad you asked because what I'm doing is an antique car show. Mm -hmm. And we're looking for hot cars and people who love cars. We're giving all the money to this horse farm that rescues horses. So we're looking for people who love animals too and want to help these horses. And I realized that some people may Maybe didn't care about Cami, didn't care about Remax, but they sure did love the horses or they loved that we were doing something like that. And it really bridged what I call the humanity gap. It gave us something in common to talk about that wasn't, I'm a real estate agent, here's my card. It was, hey, I'm a human being, you're a human being, 
we're doing this fun thing. Do you want to play? Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I'm so glad that we got to that point in this interview because I want people to understand how powerful that is. And we certainly know nowadays it is, you know, especially with coronavirus. And even before that, it was becoming more and more popular, even on Facebook, you know, donate. And, and again, that donation is a sponsorship. This is what makes collaboration so different in your definition of it is that we're not just giving money to a charity. We are actively engaging and participating with that charity to highlight and spotlight them. And in the course of that, we naturally get business because we're the person who's bringing it to the table. Well, and I actually, sometimes I'll jokingly say I'm tricking my clients <laughs> into leaving their icky salesperson at home right. and showing up authentically because if it's veterans or animals or the environment, yeah. like whatever turns them on, when that real estate person or that mortgage person, that broker is out in the marketplace meeting people, when they aren't worried about their 30-second elevator pitch and how they're going to explain what they do, they don't have that sales hat on. Right, when right. I teach them how to talk about, you know, the veterans and they're doing this event for the veterans, then they can show up from their heart, show up with true authenticity of who they are. And as we all know, when people know that you care, then they care what you know. Yeah. So, so it helps them to get out of their own way for one. And then back to your point about the sponsorship versus collaboration. Yeah. Typical sponsorship is I give you $500 and three months from now, you show up at the car show or the golf tournament or the gala and my logo's up on the banner. Gee, what that, was, spon that yep. was sponsorship. <laughs> what I'm talking about is how can we all, all of the businesses in the area, how can we collaborate for the three months leading up to the car show or the gala so that by the time we get to the gala, we all have already done 10 times the business we would have done because we've learned to collaborate and support each other, not from sponsorship, but collaboration. And there's a lot of different ways that I help people to do that, not the least of which are Facebook Lives and different ways to get out and promote each other before the event. Yeah. And you know what ends up happening is that the event is not the destination, where in the case of sponsorship, the event is the destination. You know, it's the journey that gets you to that destination that's so powerful, you know, that that's where you have opportunities to, you know, grow, you have opportunities to meet more people and do more business. And so, you know, as I'm thinking through this, as you're talking uh, for the listeners that are here, you know, listening to this and saying, you know, if I want to make this transition and leave my, you know, J-O-B and now I want to become the owner of that J-O-B. JLB, right? I, I want to now move to being an owner or I'm transitioning to something that it's just been sitting and bubbling inside of me as a passion that I want to take out there. This is a great way to take it out there. It's an, again, not the destination, but the journey. It's one of those situations where you look back and you go, oh my goodness, look what just happened. You know, what we did created what I was looking for without having my eye on the target to an extent that, you know, in your case, which we will not talk about in this, this particular podcast about your case about being a skunk when you're networking, <laughs> right? So I think this is really, really great. So if someone's going through a transition and they're saying, gosh, you know, Cammie, you figured it out. You already did it. You got it figured out and you know how to make it happen on the other side of this really quickly. And you have tools, et cetera. How would they get in touch with you? Cammie Baker, CammieBaker.com. I'm easy to find, MingleToMillions.com, Facebook, LinkedIn, Smoke Signal, Carrier Pigeon, Text. <laughs> and uh, phone number. And phone number, 603-785-2598. 
Yeah. And I love that you always give out your phone number because that means that you're just very open to helping people and you're, you know, accepting. It's kind of like the the helping hands, you know, of Allstate or something like that, you know, where someone's hands are coming in. And I love that. You also have a free gift that you'd like to give everybody. So tell us a little bit about that gift. So the free gift is cammybaker.com forward slash free. And when you go there, you'll get a free copy of my book and also the seven keys of collaboration to unlock your dream success. And I want to make one quick comment about the phone number. Yeah. Many years ago, I was in a room with my mentors. There's 500 people in the room and he gave out his cell phone number. He even wrote it on a big whiteboard. And I remember being horrified. Oh my God, he's giving his cell phone number out. Everybody's going to be calling him. Yeah. And for years, I saw him do that another hundred times. But that very night I said, Patrick, what are you doing? All these people are going to call you. And he just looked at me and smiled just so innocently to me. He said, Cammie, nobody calls us. Nobody calls. They don't call. They're so afraid that we're too successful or busy or that they're not worthy of our time or that they don't want to waste our time. He said, nobody ever calls us. So I want to challenge out. If you are one of those people who really does want to make money while you make a difference, you really do want to build your real estate or mortgage business, we are available. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. So, Cammie, I want to say thank you again for joining us and sharing your story. And I know you have so much more to share with everybody, but I really appreciate you taking time. And hopefully this has become an aha moment for someone to say, there is a better way for me to go out there and do this. And maybe that was the, I've been calling it the bridge over troubled waters lately. (laughs) Maybe that is the bridge. It's like, oh, maybe I could do collaboration and that might be the bridge over my troubled water to get me to that other side that's so green. And, and really what I want to passionately be working on. So hopefully we've made an impact in someone's life and they will be strong enough and courageous enough to call you and tell you, <laughs> right? Or call me and tell me that, hey, that was a great interview. So I just want to say thank you again for joining us. We sure appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me and for your listeners. When you start thinking about the word sponsorship, oh, I'm going to sponsor this event or they're asking me to sponsor, I want you to think in your mind, wait a minute, I want to collaborate. I'm going to call Jen or Cammie to learn how to do that. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening in. And again, if this is your first time, welcome to our community. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to give us a great rating, write a review, and don't forget to subscribe. And most importantly, don't forget to pay this forward and share it with your other friends because you never know who's going through that same transition from success to significance. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.